We know how much you love talking about player feedback, and we do too. What's up, everybody? This is Let's Talk Customer Feedback, and I'm your host, Natalie. Thanks for listening, and thanks for telling your player insights preference about us. This is season three, so let's get right into it. The gaming industry expects another booming year in both excitement and sales. But with the launch of many new games comes the realization that the market becomes even more crowded and the bar is raised yet again in all aspects, including games complexity levels, design, story, and character features. So, can leveraging player feedback help with this? Let's find out with today's special guest. Can we make the world a better place through video games? Hello, and welcome to Afogata's podcast, Let's Talk Customer Feedback. I'm your host, Caro, and today we have the pleasure of hosting Mikael De La Ova, player experience designer at Remedy Entertainment and Accessibility Diversity and Inclusion Specialist. Mika, hello, how are you? How are you doing today? I'm doing great, especially because uh, I am with you today. <laughs> Oh, Mika, listen, we don't go a long way, but we've met before. We've, like, yeah. We share so many interests, and it's so, so much fun to have you today in the podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. So let's get to know Mika a little bit before we, we uh, jump into the, our main topic today, which I'm, of course, extremely excited to talk to about. But I want to I wanna ask you, Mika, a few questions. Who are you, Mikael? Uh, Three words to describe you. Come on, shoot. Um, I would say uh, empathetic, uh, committed, and honest, but with a pinch of humor. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Without a pinch of humor, all the rest is not, uh, it's not really worth it. <laughs> and let's think about something else. If you would have a time machine, would you travel to the past or to the future and to when? Okay, for sure, in the future, uh, I'm not a nostalgic guy, and, and I'm always looking forward. And in my discipline, for example, I always try to innovate and be a step ahead. And I would probably um, be the next year uh, to see if the event around inclusion in video games I am creating meets a great success. Wow, and we wish you great success. And I, although I do know about this event, I want you to share everything with uh, our listeners today. And so we'll talk about it more in depth. But the last question that I have about you is, what's your favorite project of all time? <laughs> yes, yeah, so my favorite project is the event I'm working at the moment. I can't believe it! <laughs> yeah, because it's going to bring together everything I like to do. Uh, ethics, human consideration, uh, knowledge sharing, and video games. And yeah, of course, some amazing people I've been lucky enough to meet along my journey in video game industry. So yeah, sorry, I'm obsessed with uh, this project. But and you should be. I absolutely. I think it was one of the first things that, like Mick, uh, Mick and I, we met uh, in the past through one of our co-founders, and um, uh, obviously online, like many things that happened today. And I think uh, one of the first things that made me feel a strong connection with you and, and understand your passion is this amazing project that you're 
you're working on. And can you can you remind us when it's gonna when are you planning to launch or around yeah, when? next year in June for the the diversity and pride uh, months. So surely in June. I don't have the exact uh, date, but yeah, this is the project of my life with which gathers talented and inspiring people with common goal to make the world a better place through video games. So yeah, and that's my... uh, exactly what we're here to talk about I today. Think. You gave me the hook, so <laughs> we're gonna take it. Um, so before we dive deep into today's subject, how to make the world a better place through video games. Let's listen to a short story from our Tales of the Feedback Crypt. There was an article a few years ago that revealed the sexist nature of a big game studio's workplace. The article discussed an incident regarding a female employee who presented an idea to her colleagues, which was not well received. However, when she asked a male colleague to present her idea, everyone applauded him despite the woman had presented the idea before, the very same one. And this is just one story out of millions of stories that happen to all minorities in the industry. Thank you for joining me and see you next week on Tales from the Feedback Crypt. So with that crazy story in mind, I don't know how that's going to sound in the podcast. We can't wait to hear what Mika has to say about all this. So let's start. Mika, are you ready? I'm starting yeah. with the questions. Yes, I'm ready. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> so first question, of course, let's start with a bit more about your background and how you started this journey as an accessibility, diversity and inclusion uh, specialist. And where do you think that the games industry stands? Uh, in this regard? Yeah, I, I think everything started from my relationship with video games. Uh, I come from a low social background. I have a cognitive disability and I'm gay. Yeah, it's a full uh, diversity package. So I have always found myself different and not being part of the norm. And video game for me have always been a safe place, a uh, sort of window on the world. And before video games, I had a first career in web design, but yeah, I was looking for more meaning in my life to answer my deepest calling. That's why at the age of uh, 30, I decided to go, back to, to go back to school, to learn game design, and with the goal to create this safe space for others, the ones who need it most, the forgotten ones, so in this regard, um, the video game industry is making progress, but it's still a long way off. And in my opinion, the main problem is unconscious uh, biases and preconceived ideas. I understand. And I think that, well, uh, that's something that we're going to mention a little bit uh, later when I will show you a little bit more. Uh, what we found, using a forgotta, we found some uh, 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 mentions of this topic and one of the people who were like commenting about it he said like and this doesn't only apply to games it also applies to every other form yeah. of media even books yeah. and movies clearly 100 yeah. percent. so thank you so much uh, so of course we read your articles and we are first of all 
like you know many of us are exposed for the first time to this topic and and all of us are inspired by all of it in one of your articles you have a phrase written that says in a video game you can be whoever you want but above all you should be able to be yourself i found that phrase uh, very close to my heart and can you please tell us more about this phrase and if you think people actually do feel themselves when playing video games nowadays wow i say that no <laughs> yeah i I'm kidding yes you did <laughs> yes it's totally me yeah uh, yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a great phrase. You need to trademark it. <laughs> yes. In fact, it, it refers to what I said before uh, about my childhood. When you, uh, when you are outside the norm, on the fringes of society, whether it's for disability, gender identity, or sexuality, you need to escape uh, reality more than anyone else. And that's the magical power of video games. And this is why it's so crucial that game developers are careful to offer inclusive experiences because society reminds us every day that we are different. We don't need a video game to recall, to recall it when we are trying to escape the reality by yeah, just playing video games. I absolutely understand. And, and the same thing, like inclusion, like you're saying, like, why do you have to feel someone else when you want to be yourself? It goes in also into people with uh, special uh, capabilities, right? And um, I'm, I'm sure that's something that also is, uh, uh, it, they also feel the same way. And representation in the media is extremely important. And it's something that up until now we don't see much. And I saw a recent trend earlier this month, and it reminded me of what we are discussing today. I don't know if you saw that Disney released the new uh, Little Mermaid movie, and Ariel is actually African-American. And, well, oh, of course, like, everyone had something to say about that. And people filmed uh, little girls reacting to this, and it brought tears to my eyes, looking at how important representation, it was, it, how important representation is. And in video games, it is really shocking to see that there's almost no LGBTQ plus character representing the community. And why do you think this is? And do you see the industry changing anytime soon? Yeah, there are more and more of them. Um, the Last of Us series, uh, Overwatch or Dead by Daylight, for example, do a great job on uh, representations, but on the other end, uh, there is still no AAA solo game with an openly gay male hero. And yeah, in my opinion, there are two main reasons for this. Uh, one is that from a marketing point of view, video game studios think that gamers are not ready for that and therefore won't buy a game because of this. And the other is that the majority of video game projects are led by white heterosexual men who don't make this type of topic a priority because they are not simply concerned about that. And it's always the, yeah, the topic of objectivity and biases uh, in video game industry, but and in yeah, a lot of other industry. Yes. And um, it's 
it's very interesting what you say about the marketing, marketing these uh, games and the fear that there is. And but we see in other yeah. uh, media forms yeah. like uh, movies and uh, books, we see that this has advanced a lot more than in the, in my opinion, in the games industry. So I think there is, uh, you know, I think people there is a future and. and I, I wish that AAA studios or bigger game studios, they will take this jump and take this risk like other, like movies did and, and books. Is not, I'm not saying that movies and books are there. They're just not there yet either, but I, I do see a lot more representation than, than in video games. And can you please tell us a little bit uh, more about some games that have included characters that represent the LGBTQ community, plus community in their games. And if you could please tell us as someone from the community, what would you really like to see in games that include the LG, LGBTQ plus community or any other underrepresented communities in the industry? Yeah, as I wrote in my article uh, on the importance of queer representation in video game, uh, I have two examples uh, that I find relevant in terms of representation of gay men character. The first would be in Overwatch uh, from Blizzard by officially assuming that one of its most played character is openly gay. Uh, Overwatch has firstly broken the preconceived idea that player would stop playing a game because a very played character is gay. But more importantly, it has brought a representation of a gay man as a strong male figure, ex-military, elite shooter, far from the typical gay friend, often, you know, fashion consultant or shallow joker only interesting in Partying, shopping, and drinking margaritas, and and I love margaritas. <laughs> love yeah, margaritas, but that's not really the point. <laughs> that's not the only thing you can do, I guess. If not, you wouldn't be talking so sober here. Yeah. Uh, the the second video game studio to take very positive action on queer representation is Behavior Interactive uh, with uh, Dead by Daylight, and the studio which is no stranger to diversity and representation, as announced uh, recently, a few months ago, that one of its iconic characters is also wow. uh, gay. And once again, what is interesting in that uh, David King is moving away from the usual stereotype that has been served to us for years. Um, and I'm not saying that we should all represent gay men in this way just that is refreshing to be reminding that identities are diverse and that stereotypes are and unconscious uh, biases are yeah frequent that's uh, that's amazing uh, david king being the the character right yes. the yes. character yeah okay uh, i actually i uh, honestly i don't know um uh, Dead by Day Daylight. Yeah. I will ch I will check it out uh, following this. But you know what what you're saying now about this David King character being like moving away a little bit from this usual stereotype that we uh, often see. Uh, we uh, used to forget that. Um, I'm just gonna remind people who don't know what we do. Like we're like an AI driven player feedback analytics platform. Uh, we gather and we analyze every player feedback from the open web 
and some internal sources for game studios. So what we did is that we took the liberty to open a stream on this topic before our uh, episode, Mika. And one of actually one of the comments we found on uh, I think it was Reddit. Um, the the user says actually I'm trying to read it here. There are not enough high fantasy games where you also get to be LGBTQ plus like slice of life stuff is boring to me. Let me fight dragons and also be gay. Uh, and by the way, he, he says here that books and movies too. What do you think about that? It's exactly what we were talking about before. Yeah, it's close to yeah, what, what I said before. For me, uh, it, show, it shows how important it is to think about game system uh, in an inclusive way. And it echoes the stakes of uh, accessibility. There is also, yeah, unconscious or conscious assumed homophobia sometimes, but it's more, um, yeah, the, the, the unconscious uh, is sometimes driven by a lack of knowledge. But um, our only goal as game developers should be to make games for everyone, uh, which are no not dividing and which leave each player the freedom to be whoever they want, the freedom to dream. And of course, we also have to be reasonable. The goal is not to put, you know, a rainbow flag rainbow flags and unicorns everywhere and make all character gays. Um, it has to be logical in terms of narration uh, and player experience. We just need video games that mirror our society and that break stereotypes and preconceived ideas because it is dangerous and we have this responsibility to make yeah, evolve some topics. Um, so, yep. It's a big responsibility. I wanna. I just wanna say that I was super surprised to see that we found over sixteen thousand mentions uh, of this in the last. Uh, I think it was three months, uh, if I'm not wrong. No, from June till today. So sixteen thousand mentions talking about uh, inclusivity and games. And I'm gonna read just one more, and then I'm gonna add in the description of the episode. I'm just saying this to our listeners. We're going to add some of them so that you can also read them. Uh, but for the moment, I'm just going to share one more with you. And it's, it's a little bit of a, of a controversial one. And in, in my opinion, um, I don't agree. But uh, this person, Gigi Reloaded wrote, not every product is or has to be made for everyone in the same way. Not every game is which is why there's a rating. Gaming isn't about inclusion or exclusion. It's about the artists or developers' visions and having no difficulty setting their prerogative. What do you say about uh, that? Really close of uh, what I said just before. Uh, you have to be reasonable yeah. in the representation. The goal is not to put uh, a rainbow flag everywhere. Yeah, you're right. We have to, I'm working on Alan Wake and I'm not... Uh, uh, providing the idea that Alan Wake is gay, it's not logic, and it's just to have little piece of representation, little piece of everyone in games, just, yeah, to yeah, to have some representation and some, um, yeah, media uh, saying to, to them, yeah, you have the right to be like this and that exists because when you live in the little town, for example, or, or in 
difficult country about uh, these topics, yeah, you need to have something to to grab to just uh, yeah love uh, <laughs> love themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And uh, first of all, thank you so much for your time, Mika. I know we spoke about your event in the beginning. But we're going to talk about it again yeah. now. Remind us again. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to help you push this amazing event. So around next June, we're going to see. Yeah, I'm creating an event uh, for everyone uh, around the creation of video games, but integrating all the ethical and social topics in the design process. More exactly, uh, objectivity, inclusion, and accessibility. It is in fact a game jam. Uh, the name is the Ethical Game Jam. And the goal is to bring together uh, participants who will, in themes, have to create video game around an ethical theme uh, by including constraints of inclusion, representation, and uh, accessibility. And the teams will be guided by mentors and final jury members who are prestigious diversity champions from the video game industry uh, and yeah i'm also starting to get some great partner but yeah i can't say much more i'm still keep don't share until it's uh, it's uh, done and um, okay so once we have something to share we will also also of course add it to the description of the podcast whenever you will have a landing page or something to share yeah, i'm working on it because <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. That's what we, that's what we're saying. Whenever you do, we will yeah. update the description and we will share it in our comments. And uh, Mika, uh, it was as always a big, big pleasure uh, to talk to you. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, to participate. I know you're super busy because <laughs> she's recently moved from one country <laughs> to the other, and he managed to have time to talk to us. Uh, in my opinion, this has been one of the most interesting and important podcast episodes we've had because it does shed light on a very, very important and close topic to my heart. And I would like to thank you for sharing your insights and your uh, knowledge. Yeah, with us. thank you for giving me a voice. So thank you. And that's it for today. Let's Talk Customer Feedback is a podcast made for player insights professionals, player feedback enthusiasts, gaming industry experts, and anything in between. The podcast is created by Afogata, the AI-driven player feedback analytics platform that cuts through the noise and brings you the player insights that move the needle. In each episode, we have a special guest from the industry, including Afogata's own customers that share their knowledge on what player feedback and the voice of the customer means for them and the companies they work at. Follow Let's Talk Customer Feedback on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you'd like to know more about Afogata and what it does, go to afogata.com and get more info on our social media. Searching for Afogata on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time. Don't keep your players waiting. <laughs>